behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. You guys didn't think we were coming back, but we're back, baby. It's episode seven, titled Stop Shitting on the Carpet. If you have any issues with your furry friends, this is the episode to tune into and share with your friends for that kit matter. We've been trying to get our shit together, trying to find balance, more so on Casey. Please send her support. Please, and, guys, I'm out here <laughs> drowning. <laughs> uh, yeah, finding balance. Hashtag, what is that? We don't know. I don't think there really is, actually. I, I was listening to some things about the concept, concept of a work-life balance, and I think that what I've realized is I just need to figure out how to ins- make my job, my work, not like, um, so what is my purpose? What am I trying to do every day through the stress of families and, um, staff and clients and bosses at the end of the day, I just want to make people's lives better. And if I can just remember that every day and come home and know that I've done that instead of focusing on like the actual job, I think I'm going to be a little bit more content okay, but right so, now. Yeah. Let us know how that goes for you. Okay. I know. I'm like literally listening to these. Um, so shouting out another podcast, Oprah's souls, soulful Sunday conversation podcast. And I'm like going so mentalistic over here, like so left wing. I'm just like, <laughs> trying to figure out a way to be a new BCBA. And I think I put just too much pressure on myself to be perfect. So that's my own. And you are perfect. Whoops. Duh. All right, guys. So episode seven, we are back. I know you missed us. I mean, I missed Liat. We've been not talking every day like we were. And we're this, getting this back. chick put me on extinction. Like Hardcore. I have to message her through effing Facebook Messenger. Okay. <laughs> She's like, why are you messaging me here? I'm like, well, you haven't answered me anywhere else. Uh, uh. She's actually right. lying, and we talk still almost every day. All right. So, guys. Because we haven't been here in a little bit, it's been a little, you know, what, a week and a half late. But when I look at the Apple reviews on Apple podcast, it is so reinforcing. So we do our uh, five-star review of the day, which, guys, we're still five stars, which is so awesome. I'm sure we're going to get someone that isn't a five-star. But anyways. Negative attitude, bro. Why would we? We're freaking amazing. (laughs) Just because it's haters are haters are gonna hate (laughs) um all right so this one is from megan bcba and her thing is keeping it real as a brand spanking new bcba i appreciate how liat and casey keep it real about the day-to-day aspects of the job there is so much prep to pass the exam but no one told me life as a bcba was going to be this way star q friends clap (laughs) this field Mm -hmm. is tough but with this podcast it's almost like having an experienced friend to talk it out with I find myself nodding my head and responding out loud quite often while listening. Their most recent episode with Dr. Maggie Pavone spoke to me on a soul level. Keep up the amazing work, ladies. You have a dedicated listener here. We love you, Megan, whoever you are. I love you. That's Megan, awesome. I love you. BFF, Megan. So that's what we are. That's our reinforcement to come back and give you guys some episodes that you can listen to when you're driving in between clients. And also... Another thing, let me go to Anchor real quick. Dun, dun, dun. Anchor <laughs> is our 20,000 listeners so far, guys. That is amazing. We are so hashtag excited. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> hashtag excited. Hashtag follow for follow. Hashtag so if, yeah, 
So if you have like a super sick, amazing product that you are proud of, that you think that you need 20,000 people to listen and find your product, contact us. Let's talk because if we also think it's amazing and support it, um, which we will only do things that we fully support here that we actually use, um, we can promote and do a deal. So yeah, contact us. That's our business out of the way. Let's talk about episode seven. Here we go. Intro. So for today's episode, we have Casey here with us. Casey, when you see her name written in the show description, do not be confused. She just spells it incorrectly. It is Casey with a K, K-A-S-I, but we'll have to, for the episode's sake, so we don't get people confused, call her Casey Squared. We also, always do that. Casey Squared. She's my girl. Casey is a BCBA slash animal lover. Her undergraduate was in biology and animal science. She's currently in the application process of finding PhD programs in behavioral animal science. Hashtag please send program recommendations her way. Um, Casey, I mean, I guess you probably won't confuse them by their voices because Casey is as Southern as they come. And literally, Casey, say hello. Lots of giggles. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. That's Casey. <laughs> I'm like over here. Hi. <laughs> now, I was taking a drink right when you said that. I was like, oh, crap. But the more happier I get, especially on this topic, it's going to get worse. I'll be like all happy. I'll be like, y'all, listen to this. And it will get bad. So, yeah, you will not confuse our voice one bit. She's <laughs> our southern boot. Okay, Casey, do you have anything to tell them about yourself? What makes you worthy of them listening to you? Because I'm awesome as hell. And after this episode, y'all are going to get so many reviews and saying, hey, we want her back. Just hoping. If y'all do, please say it. But let's say a little bit about myself. I went to the University of Central Arkansas. My degree was in biology and in animal science. I had associates in animal science. And my uh, what I like was etiology, study of fish. Who the hell gets a study of fish degree? Well, I did. <laughs> and now I'm in ABA. I don't know how that happened, but it did. And so right now I'm currently searching for PhD programs. Just like Liat said, if you know of any, please send my way. Because I can find almost anything about ABA and autism, but nothing about uh, animal behavior. So if you know of anything or know a great PhD program, send it my way, please. You're going to have to, I think, blaze your own trail, honey. I know, right? I'm going to be that person that does it. That's what happens. Oh, open up ABA into more animal science. But my dream is, please don't laugh, y'all, is I am a Disney lover, and my dream is to work at the Animal Kingdom at Disney World and train their animals. That's my dream. So I have a Hashtag secret. Goals. I have a secret, too. My so I was also me, Casey, the behavior bitch, second girl. Um, <laughs> my uh, undergrad was also part in biology. And I wanted to, well, be a doctor, which maybe I'll get my PhD too, Casey. I'm actually a lifelong student learner, hashtag teacher's pet. So I will probably be in a program soon. I really wanted to um, train Shamu. That was like my life <laughs> goal. Forever. The second I saw those dolphin trainers training Shamu, oh, he's a whale, but whatever. Um, I was obsessed. I 
that and that was my first i think if i think about it now my first exposure to aba was watching them train you know using positive reinforcement and shaping and all those um aba techniques that's and we didn't even it. know they were using aba we had no idea we're like oh look that dolphin just jumped for a tree <laughs> right so yeah i think that's really cool and so we have similar <laughs> childhood goals yeah same name same goals yeah. So happy you're here. All right. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Casey is just hilarious. She really cracks me up. Okay. Anyways, so today you wouldn't believe it, guys. We have actually had animals reach out to us with their questions about how they can be better companions to their human. Isn't that just so cute? I mean, I know Pavlov, my dog, he just loves texting and also, yeah. Um, but anyways, the first question we have is from a dog owner, someone actually who was in my collective in study notes ABA class. And right before she started studying for the test, she's like, I wanna get a Frenchie too. She saw mine in one one and I said, girl, wait till you're done. This is a lot of work. Anyways, she did it anyways, which she is so cute. So I get it. But this is what she wrote to me the other day. Dear behavior bitches, my dog looks cute, but he won't stop effing barking and I'm about to throw him out the window. SOS, what can I do? You want me to answer this? Because I actually have done it right now. Yeah, okay. girl. Go okay. for it. So uh, let me explain. No shit, trainer. I am a storyteller, so y'all are just going to have to get used to this. That's what we like to do in the South, tell stories. So I have two labs in the back. We live in a subdivision, and all they do is effing bark all the time. So we have went and got a birdhouse. Yes, it looks like an effing birdhouse. That's what it is. It's a birdhouse. But we turn it on, and whenever we they bark, it plays the most high-pitched sound that you, well, I can't hear it, but they can. As soon as they bark, that sound goes off and they run underneath the porch and hide because it's that loud. My chihuahua can't hear it because she's deaf, but that's a different story going on a different topic. So that is a positive punishment procedure. The, the dog barks and that loud So that's the behavior, right? So the, yes. the, behavior. the behavior. And then the stimulus, which is the high pitch comes out and then the behavior decreases because they do not bark now all i have to do is bring if they start barking is bring that birdhouse outside and not even turn it on and they have conditioned and paired that birdhouse to the high ass sound so i would love conditioned that response right yeah but it works so they don't bark no more and if they do all i have to do is like open the door and just show them that birdhouse and be like look Mm -hmm. And then they run underneath the porch and then do not think I've used my dogs, y'all. I do so, not, but punishment procedure does work. Okay. So I just want to throw it out there to say this works as professionals in the field of ABA. You will learn this ethically as well. I just, for anyone studying, I want to throw this in. We, we try utilize reinforcement first. Okay, just so you know, we do try utilize reinforcement, but in this case, there are different procedures that do serve as punishment. So in here, we know it is punishment because 
the behavior decreases after. We can't say something is punishment unless we know what happens to the future frequency of the behavior. In this case, the behavior decreased, making it punishment. And then we say positive punishment. Why is it positive, guys? Anyone? Something was added. Something was added. The sound was added, therefore making it positive punishment. Also, guys, in um, again, to go along with understanding ABA, you always want to use reinforcement with punishment. You never just want to use a punishment procedure because you're not teaching them anything. You need to be using a reinforcement procedure as well so they know what is expected of them. We are using a reinforcement. I didn't say that because every time they don't bark, every hour I'll go outside and give them a treat. I'll be like, y'all are being so good today. You reinforce the behavior you want to see. So like when I see, you know, I go over to my aunt and uncle's house and their dog jumps. We turn around, we remove all attention. We do not pet. We do not talk to them. And then when they're calm and not jumping, we turn around and we're like, good job. And like pat them on the head and use that as, um, you know, positive reinforcement. Then they're like, oh, okay. I didn't have to jump in order to get what I wanted. Hopefully over time they learn that engaging in the calm behavior is going to get them the reinforcement. Right. Just like humans. (laughs) Just like humans. Just like fish. Whatever kind of, whatever you study. Etiology. I love fish. Etiology. Um, So if if you don't learn nothing, now you learn that etiology is the study of fishes. And fishes is one species. So don't get that confused. Is fishes plural? I thought it's fish. Okay. Fishes. So if you say there's a whole lot of fishes, it is just a... I maybe get this backwards, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Is it just all one catfish? There's a whole lot of species of catfish. But if you say there's a lot of fish, that means there could be catfish, bass, brim. Okay. I can, yeah, yeah. Y'all don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'll just keep so on. So that's kind of like <laughs> stimulus generalization. Yeah. So right? fish would be the stimulus. Wait, no. Fish would be the response. And the stimulus would be catfish yeah right i had to draw out my little chart this is the collective little insert draw out your chart that we talked y'all guys there's so many aba terms coming up in this episode and we're only in the beginning what oh is my god what okay what? okay so yes what you should take so far from this is There are positive punishment procedures. Also, when you are using punishment, use it along in a nice combo pack with reinforcement. Because often when we punish a behavior to decrease it, we want to provide what we do see, right? So with kids, we want to say, hey, stop doing that, right? You give Someone gives their kid a spanking, not saying you should do that. But let them know what they could be doing as a replacement. The same goes for dogs. Functional communication training, guys. Teaching them a functional way to gain access to what they're trying to get in an appropriate manner. And we also use other, y'all are going to think that I'm like the worst person ever. Because I'm like, oh yeah, we use positive punishment, positive punishment. We use reinforcement too. But we also use shock collars as well. And that's also positive punishment. Same principles as before. Dog barks, you shock them. And this works we, great with kids, also, by the way, guys. This yeah, one, this is what we do all the time. time. All the time with kids. We no. just put them on a shock collar. No, yeah. just kidding. Uh, that is a poor example. 
that is how ABA gets a bad name. People assume right. we're just going around shocking kids. We don't shock kids. We don't okay? bribe and we don't shock, okay? But does anyone else think of when they hear the word shock collar, the song, wanna be a baller? Yeah, baller, shock, 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 shock collar. collar. Yeah. ABA problem? Right. I had to. I'm like, <laughs> that is an, a CMOS right there, a surrogate. I paired that shock collar term with that song. It's Ooh, like, that was good. That's definitely what they were talking about, Casey. They were like, do you want to be a baller <laughs> or do you want to be a shock caller? I want to be both. Straight up baller and shock caller. I don't even know what a shock caller is in that song. I need to uh, look that up. Anyways, <laughs> guys, look at all these terms. We're like really pulling in a lot of ABA terms on this Sunday morning. All right. Oh, yeah. What's the next question that we got from these animals or parents of animals or... I this call one, Matt the cat daddy, the caddy. Okay, so our next question, I don't want him to hear it because, you know, he's mine. Um, so, Have you know, we don't like to talk about this. Another thing, guys, you don't want to talk about an individual as if they're not there. So you I'm going to have to always assume they understand everything you're saying. Yeah. You know, when I was a special ed teacher, actually, I thought it was really cool. Either like you needed to have the student there if they were old enough or that we would have like a picture of the student at the table. So we remember we're talking about an individual. I love that. Um, but anyways, are okay. you typing right now? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, girl, that can't happen chill, during chill the podcast. That shit. <laughs> you got to mute yourself. <laughs> All right. What's the next question? What is Pavlo asking us? Okay. He said this. Okay. I'm going to have to whisper. It says, dear behavior bitches. <laughs> I can't stop pooping on the carpet. And my dad gets really mad at me and yells. Please help. Love, Pavlov. Oh, poor Pavlov. He actually just barked. Wait, I just heard him. I swear. He just barked. <laughs> He's like, please help. Please that help. That was classic. I love it. All right. So what do you do? Go ahead. Someone tell me. Help me. I have some answers to this question. It's just like, I really am hoping that my husband tunes into this episode to hear what I have to say. To realize I have a quick question. Has any, Leah, has Elyron ever listened to any of the episodes? No, dude, I literally could be like <laughs> crap talking him. Like I could be like saying like, oh, he has the tiniest dick and I, he would never know. <laughs> Matt doesn't either. I'm like, he went on a long drive to Ohio and he's like, I was like, you should take this time to listen to the podcast. And he's like, like don't nah, you want to think we're smart? Like, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm good. I listen to you all day, every day, which I totally get. Why would you want to hear me any more than you have to hear me? <laughs> all right, I, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So, note. and you guys get add into this and I have the answer for this. So believe it or not, whether it's a dog, a little child, an adult 14-year-old who's not potty trained, it's the same procedure, okay? All you need is for the dog, or Pavlov in this case, to perform correctly just once, okay? Like when I'm working, like I was working with a new client, like a 14-year-old who didn't go to the bathroom, it's like, listen, I need him to go into the toilet just once to come in contact with the contingency that I could reinforce them, okay? So that's how I started with Pavlov. It'd be like, I'm just going to take him. If I could get him to go just this once, I will make such a big freaking deal. I will throw an entire party. All it takes is shitting once. So in the correct place. So what you're going to have to do is manipulate the environment, right? This is something we do as BCBAs in the field. Manipulate the environment so they can succeed. So this is why sometimes you hear about um, crate training 
right? The second you take them out of the crate, you place them outside. You don't even like let them walk on the floor so that at that point, they're likely going to go and you could reinforce them. Um, also, what you want to do when you're initially training someone, and this also goes for kids, you pair praise with, which is a conditioned generalized reinforcer, right? That is meaning it could be used for multiple behaviors to reinforce it. It's not one thing specific. With an unconditioned reinforcer, such as a treat. Remember, we're talking about unconditioned reinforcers. These are things that you are born with. Some examples are food, water, oxygen. No one has to teach you to like those things. So we pair praise. Alcohol. Just kidding. (laughs) Are those unconditioned? (laughs) No. But they are. uh, They're fun. That's what they are. They're fun. Okay, Casey, that was random. <laughs> All right. Um, now, what I've told Eliron, if he ever sees that the dog peed somewhere, this pee could have been there for two days. It could have been there like under the table that we didn't see for 20 minutes. Eliron will then go scream at the dog. And I tell him, Eliron, the dog has no effing idea why you're yelling at him. And this just shows the importance of the immediacy of reinforcement or punishment. So when you are going to punish um, a behavior or reinforce it, it needs to follow Follow the behavior (laughs) immediately. Okay. So like if you took a shit on the floor, Casey, and then three hours later, Matt starts screaming at you and getting in a fight, you're not even sure why that's happening. It needs to be immediate. If you don't catch the dog doing it, Forget the chance of punishing him at that point. Now you just need to clean it. And next time, set up better antecedent conditions. First of all, set them up for success. Take them out often, right? Yes. So yeah, Um, that's uh, Matt's grandma when she moved into our building, our 85-year-old whiskey-drinking Nana. Um, She uh, has a cat. And we would come whenever Nana would leave the apartment and come back, you know, leave for a certain amount of time, she'd come back and there'd be poop on the bed. And she was asking me for help. And I'm like, it's really hard to punish Daisy or yell at her. Cause we didn't catch her in the moment of what she was doing. So if we yell at her now, or if we spray her with water now, she may think that she's being sprayed for sitting on the couch as a behavior. You know, she doesn't remember or, can't relate that contingency. It didn't come into contact soon enough. So we had to like wait around. I'm like, if we, so we saw her, we like, we kind of like manipulated the environment. So we were there at her house and we kind of removed her attention from her, watched her get up on the couch, get up on the bed. And in the act of like, she was going to shit on that bed, sprayed her with water. She ran away And then now when she saw the spray bottle, she was like, oh, shit, I don't want to shit on that bed anymore. (laughs) It was aversive. So it was a positive punishment procedure. And the dog paired it with that, paired the water with the water spray bottle. Absolutely. Sure did. Pairing. Pairing. All right. So also one other thing. Um, Actually, no, I'll save this for the next section. Next question. What do we have? What has a dog ridden us now, Casey? All right. So this poor dog might be related to me. He said, I get bored and I like to chew on anything I find. I don't see a problem. I think my owner needs therapy. 
please help. <laughs> Love, Spot. Spot, we're here to help you. Talk to us. Spot, it's okay. It's okay. Spotty <laughs> um, Spot Spot. This Fine. gives us some opportunities to bring up some cool behavioral terms. So, and yes. please add in anyone. I don't want to be like the Miss Cleo of dogs. So I want so, everyone to add in also. All right. So if like a, a dog, so Spot, it seems like you don't have anything else to do in your environment, right? You're chewing on things because you're bored, okay? So that means we need to enrich the environment. We need to make things around that are fun and, and reinforcing to re like for your behavior. And we need to reinforce your behavior if it is um, more chew toys that are actually supposed to be chewed on, right? Casey, what do you think? Yeah, and then we can. You can also reinforce. Hey, good job not chewing on the couch and chewing on your chew toy instead. So you are giving them positive reinforcement for the correct behavior, which is also known as a DRO because you're. Uh, What's a DRO? That sounds real complicated, Miss DRO. <laughs> okay, well, it's different reinfor uh, differential reinforcement of other behavior. So whatever the dog is doing, you don't want it to do, you reinforce anything else it's doing. So chewing on the couch, you would reinforce it chewing or doing anything else besides chewing on the couch. It is a other behavior. Now, what if I wanted to do a DRA? Ooh, what's a DRA, Casey? Differential reinforcement of alternative behavior. So if ooh, I don't ooh. want him chewing on the couch, I'm going to reinforce when he chews on his chew toy or his Kong or whatever the... You know, whatever it is that we're making him chew on or, or reinforcing his behavior of chewing on. So my cat's scratching the couch. I put, and this did not work, guys. So don't think that I'm this, like, hero. <coughs> he, yeah, no, this shit did not work. Uh, I put, they scratch the shit out of the couch and the bedspread. And so I try to antecedent intervention of trimming their nails um, that works for a, like a week until they grow back out. And then uh, for like more of a response blocking, I put packing tape that you like tape a box up on the ends of the couch, like the arm ends of the couch. And uh, so they couldn't actually engage in the behavior because they weren't, they were scratching, but they weren't, I guess I'm walking, I got to walk myself through that. They're scratching, but they're not actually contacting the reinforcement of like ripping the stuff. Um, but guess what? They would just move to any other part of the couch that wasn't taped because I can't tape my whole couch. <laughs> so uh, that did not work. So um, basically, I would I put out a scratching post and would re give them treats whenever they would use that. So reinforce the alternate behavior that I wanted to see versus the maladaptive behavior of scratching the couch. So I personally... If we're talking about DRO, differential reinforcement of other behavior, or a DRA, differential reinforcement of alternative behavior, I like a DRA better because- Me too. Me too. Because teaches the behavior. Exactly. The same way we were saying with punishment, you need to use reinforcement also, right? If you're punishing, you need to show them something they can be doing that you will reinforce. The same with a DRA. It's like, okay, DRO, I don't want you biting the corner of the couch but that's all you're focusing on. Just not that corner, anything else, but like, sure. Now you could go bite the corner of my desk. Now you could pull out the bottom of my chair, right? You're actually a reinforcing the absence of behavior, which isn't great. Like a, 
with a DRO, it's like if they don't engage in a behavior, so it's the absence of behavior is what you're reinforcing. And we want to focus on like what I they said, could increase, right? Like functional communication. Like what it, like when we talked about, um, what was the other thing we were talking about before? Um, a, a functional way to, you know, ask for help or go out or use the potty or whatever it is. I'm like staring at my cat right now who's sleeping so soundly and being the cutest thing as I'm over here being <laughs> a maniac with my hands. And like, that's how I like talk. You guys can't see me on the podcast, but I talk with my hands and I'm so loud. And she's just such a, she's an angel right now. But in, I bet you in seven minutes, she's going to be a fighting the couch. Yep. Right. <laughs> so well, anyways, mine's too old. All she's doing is sleeping beside me. So, uh, okay. Yeah, so, don't forget, DRO does not teach another behavior. It just says we are going to reinforce any behavior you do besides that behavior. So DRA would be a lot better because you are teaching an appropriate behavior to replace the behavior that you're trying for it. To and I just want to make clear, when Casey it. said FCT or functional communication training, when Casey, as in one of the behavior bitches, said <laughs> me, um, said about a... What were we just saying? A functional, communication. a functional communication training. She means, let's say we have a kid who is tantruming nonstop because they want milk, right? Just screaming, tantruming. And it's like, no, 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 honey. I am not going to be reinforcing that type of behavior for you to get the milk. I'm going to give you an appropriate alternative response. And if you either use that pet card or you say milk. Or sign milk. Sign milk. I'm happy to give it to you. That is how a DRA works. Like, hey, I'll give you, as long as you engage in an appropriate alternative, I'm willing to give you whatever you want. Today's episode is brought to you by something so freaking cool. You're going to want to tell all your ABA friends about it. Something that I, Liat, feel very strongly about. I do too, Casey, since Liat has told me. I've found this website and this company so helpful as a new BCBA. Aren't you dying to know what it is, guys? Okay, I'll tell you. This done, com- done, done. Yeah, done, done, done. This company is called How to ABA. Literally, howtoaba.com. So imagine you're a BCBA or RBT for that matter, doesn't matter, and you're stressed AF trying to write programs and reinvent the wheel for every single client. What if I told you- Welcome to my life. Yeah. And what if I told you you didn't have to? We're talking about the best resource ever. This company is called How To ABA. Um, HowToABA.com is- run by two awesome BCBAs who have been in the field way longer than Casey and myself. We're talking over 20 years. That's that's vintage in this field, by the vintage. way. I'm, I love them. They have a great Instagram as well and Facebook. Um, and they have, guys, I'm talking about so many resources, program descriptions, graphs, data sheets, video training, and you get all of this, like, okay, think about the money you spend on coffee, right? I buy like a $4 coffee every single day for only $19 a month. Literally, you get all of this plus two CEUs. They have so many super cool live 
uh, webinars that you can get CEUs and they have one coming up that's on ethics. Those are hard to get. This is a super sick product, guys. And think about it like this. By having your subscription for a year, you could get 24 CEUs. That's huge. Boom. Yeah. Oh, and one of my favorite, favorite things is if they don't have a program already created for, let's say you have a kid who's biting escape, maintain behavior, you send them an email and they create one for you. It has been a lifesaver in my day in and day out new job as a BCBA. And I can't literally say enough good things about them. I'm like standing up here. I just want to like scream to the top of the roof that how to ABA has <laughs> really seriously since Liat told me about it helped me and saved my ass. So, okay. How can to I ABA. just also everything I tell you about? Don't you realize it's good? Yeah. Thank girl. you, girl. Your computer, your how to ABA life gets better. Um. So how to ABA in the show notes, you can use the website howtoaba.com slash bx resource as in behavior resource, but BX resource. Go get yourself a subscription if you know it's good for you. It's literally the best $19 you'll spend a month. So Casey, I have a question and yeah. this will kind of wrap up the animal training conversation, but can you bring us, um, talk us through clicker training? Because we do have Yay. it in our show notes. And our show notes, guys, uh, we will have an article linked about clicker training with horses. Um, but Casey has some real life experience of clicker training with her dogs. And it is um, some good info. So hit it, girl. So my we are learn teaching our dog. Don't forget I'm Southern. How to retrieve ducks because we are big duck hunters. And we will post a picture of my dog in the Instagram. He is so cute. His name is Jacob. He has been he's almost two. He has been in school. Yeah, he goes to school too every day at 730 and he gets dropped off at 330 every day. So he goes to dog school and to and he's doing field trials. He has won like five ribbons. He's a smart dog. I love him. But anyway, oh, we are pet. using he is, uh, but he's hyper and but he we're gonna post a picture of him with one of his little ribbons. So cute. Okay, let me get off of that because I could talk forever. So we are doing clicker training with him. And what clicker training is, is basically it is another form of Pavlon's condition or classic conditioning, which is from Pavlon. And we are training the click with a step that he needs to do. So we'll throw out a duck with our little launcher. We'll throw it out and he'll run and we'll do a click. Yeah, there, there, y'all got the click. We'll do the click. He'll turn around and we can point him to which directions he needs to go. So we have trained him with that click to stop. And we had to do that with pairing, with treats. So the first day we got him, or the first day we started doing clicker training, not the first day we got him, but the first day we did clicker training, we sat down and every second we would, and then we'd give him a treat immediately. Not five minutes after the click, not 10 minutes, but immediately. So we trained or paired that click with a reinforcement. So when we're out in the field, when we do the click, he thinks it's reinforcement. He turns around immediately and we are reinforcing him to which way he needs to go. So we have 
paired the click and we've also chained the click with it. So is this kind of like tag teaching? Yeah, exactly okay. like it. So yeah, I've been, I was reading an article on. Can you tag tell me more about tag teaching, actually? Like just a general so synopsis. What like Casey might be able to go more, but what I the article I read was trying to. Um, it was a kid who had developed a habit cough, right? So they're, uh, it's almost becoming like an OCD. So the mom was tag teaching. So there's a clicker involved, which, you know, I kind of like don't like using clickers with humans because. Again, it's like that weird stigma. But anyways, she would click every time he wasn't coughing. And if he was about to cough but hadn't coughed yet. She clicked it. She clicked it. And so then he, yeah. he would respond to that. Not like he would relate the fact that he hadn't coughed. And when he was coughing, she wouldn't click it because he was not engaging in the behavior she wanted to see. And then so it's like an auditory training. So yeah, I think tag teaching is the same as clicker training. I mean, is it? Yeah. I mean, because you're reinforcing him. But it's also could it. I'm over here thinking, is it like a DRO too? Because you're, no, it wouldn't be. Right, a DRO. you're not teaching a different behavior. You're, yeah, you're not teaching nothing. But the clicker itself is reinforcing enough for them to stop whatever behavior they're doing or to do whatever you're wanting them to do. Oh, think back on our, um, Liat, our episode with um, Dr. Maggie uh, Pavone when she was talking about clicker training with the, the circus. Circus, yeah, and like the, uh, what do you, the swinger, trapeze artist. So you click uh, or you make an auditory sound or a stimulus that when you when you see the behavior you want them to engage in or when they need to engage in it, right? And then they yeah. pair that through training. Wait, are you yeah. saying they're using it more as an SD? Like, okay, now it's time for you to engage in it or it's it's is it a consequence? So it's after reinforcing the behavior. I think it's after. It's after, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's after. I'm actually reading well, about it right I now. Think it's at the same time. So it's like. It's during, right? They need to know it happens. What are you reading? I love that you're a little scientist. Me? Yeah. I think I'm she's saying, reading the article. No, not that article. I'm reading oh. it, as, it says, let me tell you, the sound of the clicker is so distinct that your canine friend will be able to pick it up from anywhere and respond to it. You, you will be able to accurately mark the correct behavior the instant it happens. Yeah, instant. Using words can get muddy and sloppy. The clicker yes. will take your... You deep into dog training. When you see it in action, you will get it too. Yeah, because so like the mud thing with, oh, I yell at my dad all the time. I'm ordering it. one for Pavlov right now. I know I order things quickly, but. <laughs> I'll teach you how to kind of use it. I know how to use it. But anyways, back to the, all the mud with the dog or the talking. My dad will go, Jacob, come here, sit down right beside me. And I'm like, no, dad, what do you want him to do? He's like, I want him to sit. I'm like. Say one word, set. But my dad, you have to know him. He's worse than I am. He's more Southern than I am. We'll go through this long story of what the dog to do. And the dog is just looking at him like, uh, I have no idea yeah, what like, you want me to do right now. I'm like, what? just go. And so that's what's good about the clicker training. It's, you don't have to say all that, everything. The dog knows, hey, that click is what I need to know. And a lot of, um, but like, make sure they're adults with autism. They don't, um, it's hard to process language, right? So if you're like long-winded, if you're not yeah. succinct and concise and to the point, um, it they can get it can get lost. And I see that a lot. So if you just can focus what you really want, deliver that SD in a very succinct, concise way. And I find myself also like I'll put in uh, filler words that do not need to be in there. 
you know, just because as a human person engaging in verbal behavior, I think I engage in a lot of autoclitics, which is a verbal behavior term that's like talking about your own behavior. And it then muddies everything up and it does it for animals. It does it for humans. And then if anybody would like a book, I just found this book. Oh, this is a horrible title, but it's called Try Not to Shoot the Dog by Karen Pryor. <laughs> and it shows, yeah, I know, right? And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah, let's not say and, that, but. Yeah, and it shows how she uses the clicker training as well as a whistle training for dolphins. Oh, I need this. Dolphins, porpoises, and whales. So, because she says that the whistle can penetrate water where the clicker don't, which makes total sense. But I'm going to have to get that book, but that's a horrible title. So that's fine. We'll put it in our show notes. Don't worry. But um, I think that's our last question, right, Leah? It is our last question. But something I just want to add in as a takeaway from the show is if you haven't picked up by now, no, we're not some heroes and know everything about animal training, right? I could tell you right now, that's not what I, no, that's I don't not know. where I did my studying. But what I can tell you that you should be able to pick up from this, how cool is it that we could talk about any single topic and look at it behaviorally? Because behavior is everything someone does, whether it's a horse. I saw something the other day about a horse that had um, had a really bad experience, like tripped over something and their saddle fell off. And so what they were doing to get this horse used to saddles again was using negative reinforcement. Anytime he was doing something good, they would loosen the harness, right? Because there's something oh, yeah. aversive that he's not liking it on him. So to reinforce him, to increase the likelihood that he allows this to stay on him, they would loosen the harness. So, I mean, that's just one example. But the hope of this podcast is that you guys can, in your everyday life, see these different situations and how they apply and how they can be tied to conceptually systematic explanations. ABA principles. Oh, yeah. Like when you're right. driving, we want you to have those light bulb moments where you're driving down the road and you're like, holy shit. That's what that is. Now I get it. And I never will have to like go back into my Cooper book to figure it out again because now I got it. You should have already gone through your Cooper book. But you'll be like, oh, my God, I get these girls are saying it like it is, and this is real effing life. So or when you're out in the field and you're wanting to do something, you're like, oh, wait, I can use my ABA principles instead of sitting there yelling at a dog, doing nothing. Be like, hey, let's try this. Let's try that DRO they were talking about or that DRA. Absolutely. It's true. Guys. That's why I think sometimes BCBAs get known as being assholes because it's like they think they know everything. The cool thing is, don't be an asshole, but the cool thing is, is, you do actually know a shit ton by understanding applied behavior analysis because you could see the way the world works. Absolutely. So if you want to continue following us, go find us at Behavior Bitches on Instagram or Behavior Bitches Podcast on Instagram, Behavior Bitches Podcast on Facebook, and BehaviorBitches.com working progress website. Um, Casey, thank you so much for coming um, on today. The website thank is about you. to have Patreon on it. Big effing deal. This means you could get involved in different levels and you could get some cool swag out of it. And everyone loves swag, right? Swag. Love swag. swag, swag, swag. Love merch. Love it all. Merch, um, merch, merch. Yeah. 
All happy right. number seven. Happy number seven. And I think we actually kept it at a good amount of time. So yeah. thank at you, this Nathan. point. You're welcome. Thank you all. Thanks for coming on. Go do your Southern thing, baby. As always, love you. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat here. And I just wanted to take the time for just a single second of your time and tell you about something awesome. As you know, Casey and I are super into this podcast thing going on here and getting it started. And I just wanted to let you know that there's an easy way to get it done. And that is what I'm gonna tell you right now about Pretty Easy Podcast. Thank God we got in touch with a team at Pretty Easy Podcast. They help you do everything from start to finish. They will get your show up there. They will record the episode for you. They will produce it. They will add bleeps in if you're full of F-bombs like myself. Whatever it is that you need, they will do it. When you first said you wanted to start a podcast, I was like, okay, we can do that. We have no idea what we're doing. I never really thought it would get off ground until we met Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast and he put all my fears to rest. He helped us get everything going from all of our audio editing and production and our song that we have, which is amazing, by the way. We're allowed to record from our own homes. He helps us with our guests. Um, He caters to our schedule. Come on, Leah, we are the worst with scheduling. I mean, I know we said we're going to have a podcast a week. So far, we're out a few days, but hey, he works with us. That's what we need. But the point is, we were looking at how we could download all these different programs to try learn how to do all this podcasting stuff. But truth is, it's affordable. It's much easier to have someone do it for you. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you could get started today. I say go. I say if you want to be heard, if you have something to say, like we do, we love the sound of our own voices, and we found Alan who lets our voices shine. So thank you, Alan, at prettyeasypodcast.com. 